I'm your dungeon master, Cliff B, and we're rolling dice and heading out into the wide world of Castia. I'm joined by Ben, Hajir Mendra, Chris, Magus Magran, and Dave, Sayreal, as we explore the taverns, travel, and tests that their characters encounter. This episode, we meet the PCs for the first time, take our first steps into the world of Castia, and learn that not everything is quite coming together for the town of Brisket's Meat Festival. Let's check it out! Welcome to the world of Castia. Castia is a continent of numerous small kingdoms and factions, and it has been nearly 530 years since the last continent-spanning kingdom crumbled under civil war. The current year is 527 post-Eutherian, the longest Castia has gone without a dominant kingdom. The peace between the kingdoms has lasted so long primarily due to the agreements made in the Treaty of Dissolution, but that's Castia on a larger scale. To begin our adventure, we must look smaller in scope to a town on the cusp of an economic boom, the town of Brisket in the kingdom of Dunkey, which has been <laughs> advertising a festival to the surrounding regions. Mag, it's late in the evening, and you and your guardsman Roland, a large half-orc, and Cathew, a calico tabaxi, arrive in Brisket, and you find yourselves, after dropping your carriage off at the stables, in the Chopping Block Inn and Tavern. You're about four days from the Brisket Festival start, and for a town preparing for a festival, and your experience is, you know, being somebody in the higher-up ranks, normally the town should be mid-decoration and in high spirits. But what you experience entering Brisket, however, is one of dashed spirits and little preparation. Your guards check you into your room, and they escort you up. Uh, so, Meg, go ahead and introduce uh, your character, give a little des a little description of what Mag looks like. So, uh, Magus Magron is a 50-year-old, uh, just recently turned 50-year-old uh, mountain dwarf uh, from the high noble town of uh, High Hoganya. Um, his, uh, his features are, are very, very boyish. Uh, Dwarvish is a 50 years old and Dwarvish is roughly 15, like human time. Um, so he's about uh, as awkward as you would expect a typical 15-year-old uh, to be. Um, long blonde hair. He has a few stray whiskers popping out. He hasn't grown into his full uh, heavy dwarven beard like his father had. Uh, but long stringy blonde hair with a uh, very kind of um, not well put together braid coming down the right side. Um, he's dressed in a uh, very, very high motley uh, noble uh robes uh golden with a uh, blue vest on the inside and uh fine leather pants beneath that um long angular nose um handsome but a little awkward you know uh typical kind of teenager um but where he's not typical is that he is uh, particularly well built he's he's um you can tell that he's done some some very serious uh athletic training a lot of so as he's uh, walking in, I'm picturing him sort of uh, picking his nose to himself. <laughs> As opposed to sort of picking your nose at other people around you. Right. He's trying. He's kind of like trying to hide himself. You know, he knows he knows he looks good, but he's, you know, still awkward kid kind of. <laughs> picking his nose and going, hey, look at this one. Wow. Well, Mag, after uh, Roland and Kathy get you uh, checked into your room, 
they bring you up a hot meal, you know, mutton, potatoes, what the uh, the inn was having that day. Mm-hmm. And uh, Roland says to you, enjoy your second dinner, kid. Yeah, I'm trying. It's, it's not really what I'm used to. Well, you can't expect a whole lot out of these uh, these towns, especially yeah, especially since they're especially since they're trying to get their uh, you know their festival going and all that. They're trying probably saving the good stuff for then. There's a there's a festival. It, it kind of doesn't look like anything is happening here. Well, that's what they said. We'll find out more for you in the morning, kid. Uh, ah. All right, thank you. Yep. And uh, as they leave, they kind of, you know, shut the door. They told, they tell you, like, they're going to be in one of the rooms downstairs. And okay. So pretty much you go to sleep that evening, and you're expecting to stay in brisket for the next few days for the festival. Uh, when the morning comes, though, uh, you head to the room that Roland and Kathy said that they would be in. But when you knock, there's not any kind of answer. Um, okay. And, you uh- know, you kind of get that inclination from them that maybe, just maybe, you know, they're kind of being lazy again. They usually don't get starts until later. You, From what you have listened to when you've stopped in towns before, they usually spend the the night drinking. So this isn't an uncommon thing for you. Understood. Um, I'm going to uh, try the doorknob to see if I can, see if they left it unlocked. Uh, yeah, the door opens up and as you open it, uh, you look in, and you see pretty much just a empty room. Like, not even really any of their, too much of their stuff is there. Like, it looks like they maybe dropped off their clothing bags, but you see most of their gear is gone. Like Okay. So, like, there, but yeah, the room is otherwise empty. Ah, oh, not again. All right, uh, I'm going to about face, and uh, I'm assuming that there's a front desk at this inn tavern that I'm at. Yeah, the, the the front desk is more more or less the actual like bar itself. Bar. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna make my way to the bar and uh, pop down for a spot of breakfast. I think. Okay. Well, uh, looking around the tavern, you see that there are a number of guests there uh, having breakfast. Like that, the idea that you had. It's mostly humans. There is a small mix of other races as well. There's a couple elves, maybe like three halflings, a tiefling who's uh, having some coffee. And you see over in the over in a corner, there are four orcs uh, sitting down and uh, kind of being loud and raucous. But uh, otherwise, they're just they're eating their breakfast. Uh, Aside from you and the barkeep behind the bar, it's a younger looking human. Um, And there are about uh, 20 people total in the room right now. You do not see Roland and Kathy. Okay. Well, uh, Mag's going to take a big, deep sigh and then um, see if he can order some breakfast up at the bar, I think. Yeah, uh, bartender comes over. He's like, hey, uh, whoa, what do you have, little uh, my, my little uh, friend? Um, well, I don't suppose you have any lamb sausage. Uh, not today. We're, uh, well, we'll probably have some if the festival happens this uh, later this week. Uh, but... Uh, right now we can do some. We can do some eggs and some uh, fried pig skins. Yeah, I, I suppose that'll work. Um, do you have a uh, coffee? Uh, yeah. A uh, little young for coffee, wouldn't you say? But uh, he starts pouring you a mug. 
Well, that, that'll that'll work. Um, do you have any uh, fresh chicory that I could uh, grate on top of that? Um, he's looking around. Uh, you can tell normally it's just like people would just come in and like give me breakfast and they just slop whatever. <laughs> right. Um, uh, uh, no, you know what? Never mind. This is this is fine. Just the way it is. Thank you. All right. Um, the house of Sir Denny. You said uh, <laughs> you said the the festival might not happen. Is there a reason? Uh, so there's been some back and forth on what's been going on, but all I know right now is that the big metal pits that they use to cook the cook the uh, meats in they've been going missing. Some people say that there's these small creatures that have been raiding the town at night from the woods nearby, um, and you came you came in with that uh that half orc and the uh tabaxi right yeah yeah i did uh you didn't happen to see them by the way did you so the uh they were asking about it because you know when they came after uh taking you up to your room they started having some drinks and you know they were Surprise. and they asked about it and so they decided that you know uh, right now, there's there's a reward out for the return of those uh, of those cooking pits. Uh, they decided they want to try and get the reward. They figured maybe it'll be easy get them by the cover of darkness. I haven't seen them come back in. Huh. Okay. Well, I I hope your festival goes forward. Yeah. Uh, hope you're able to uh, you know, get get a hold of those guys too. Hopefully, they just may, they just passed out in the woods. Yeah, that's honestly that wouldn't be uh, too far from what I'm used to. Thank you for the breakfast. All right, uh, we're gonna go ahead and jump over to Serial. Uh, Serial, you're getting into town about three days before the brisket festival scheduled to occur. Uh, you're riding inside an independent carriage company carriage uh, coming from the town of Come Again. <laughs> the checkpoint yesterday in Dunkey from Wazat was little issue for you. Uh, you know, just where they have the uh, borders and everything. Though, getting out of Kologia to Wazat was much more of an ideal given the uh, tensions in the regions, as well as uh, the recent issues uh, in leaving Crispus quickly and not really getting to take a lot of your uh, possessions with you. And, you know, your old one, your old identification kind of uh, got lost in the move. But from uh, friends you had in Come Again, you were able to get some new identification. Uh, so you're still pretty good. You're good for traveling other places. Uh, go ahead and introduce and describe Serial for me. All right. So Serial is a 45-year-old human woman uh, rogue. Uh, so she... Uh, her appearance would be somewhat uh, angular facial features, dark hair, blue eyes, uh, sort of like a sun-bronzed skin. Uh, she's traveling relatively plainly, so she's just sort of uh, wearing like a, a the kind of cloak that might you know help you blend in in a crowd. Nothing particularly noteworthy. Um, do you want me to talk about the? the character itself or mostly just appearance stuff for now? Uh, you know, mostly appearance stuff. Like if you yeah. want to give the, our listeners a little bit of uh, flavor into who Sarayal is, uh, you can, yeah. but like okay. definitely mainly going for like, you know, description. 
Sure. Okay. Yeah. So that's. I guess I'll. I'll probably leave it there for now. Just. Uh, Serial is obviously sort of. Uh, um, leaving under you know some strange circumstances, not traveling with very much, uh, and has come to uh, Brisket to try and essentially scout out what kind of people might show up at this festival. Cool, cool. Oh, uh, your carriage pulls up in front of one of the taverns, the chopping block in and tavern. Uh, the driver hops down from the driver's seat and helps uh, unload the little bit that you have with you. Uh, you toss him some money for the trip that was negotiated, as well as a uh, nice little tip for discretion. Mm-hmm. And as you're walking into the tavern, you see about 20 different patrons at tables, as well as at the bar. There's a uh, rather, would you say more uh, annoyed or uh, frustrated <laughs> looking uh, young dwarf, as well as uh, a... Uh, I would say uh, tired at this point, uh, more tired than anything. He's kind of used to this, so he's not really frustrated or annoyed. He's just sort of waiting for them to both turn up. Cool. So you see a uh, tired-looking uh, young dwarf at the bar, as well as the uh, you know a younger-looking uh, human behind the bar. And as you're coming in, uh, you hear the barkeep telling the young dwarf about the uh, the fact that the brisket festival may not happen. Oh goodness. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so I want to sit down. Um, okay. I, I want to sort of like size up uh magus a, a bit and like like what what inferences can i make i mean did he say he's wearing like fancy clothing is he like portraying yeah, himself he's he's definitely wearing pretty noble garb um it's like a um like an, a yellowish gold filigreed uh overcoat with a with like a, a grayish blue sort of under under vest um jet black leather leggings um you could tell it's woven with a lot of care he's tall for a dwarf Okay. Um, roughly like four foot four ish somewhere in that ballpark. Um, almost human like with with his features, he's got kind of a long angular face, but you know, definitely, uh, definitely a young, and you you can kind of tell that. Okay. Uh, so I want to sit down uh, at the bar uh, next to Magus, and I want to ask the bar. To, I I, I uh, want to order a wine, and I want to say, what's that about the festival might not be happening exactly? Uh, yeah, I can get you some wine. And as he's pouring it, uh, he turns around and says, yeah, uh, so we we have these uh, metal cooking pits that we that the uh, that our uh, cooks use and they uh, apparently they've been getting stolen at night. Uh, the last one just got stolen about two nights ago and from somebody off some something off in the woods is taking them. We're not sure exactly what it is. It's. It's weird. The uh, the druid over at the uh, stables, um, he said that it looked like some kind of some kind of animal that was walking on two legs, but I'm not quite sure. Also, he likes to uh, he, he he likes to partake in some uh, herbal remedies. So we're <laughs> not not quite sure about exactly you know what he actually saw or what may have been uh he he thought he saw i see uh 
wow, well, maybe uh, maybe I'll have to talk to him later. And then I gesture over at Magus and I say, who, who left their kid alone at the bar? Uh, Magus kind of, uh, <laughs> with a mouthful of eggs, kind of glances up with like a, a who me kind of look. <laughs> and I say, uh, yeah, you. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, my uh, traveling companions aren't here this morning. Traveling companions? You mean like your parents or? No, not my parents. My my uh, guards who are escorts who are uh, they're just um, they're not here right now. It's it's all right. So you have some sort of escort service and they're not around. Yeah, but it's fine. I can I can look after myself. Okay. Um, and then I Max kind of... shakes his head and sort of like goes back to his breakfast. I, uh, I'm kind of looking him up and down, and I i mean, maybe just enough so that he notices I'm doing it, because I'm kind of looking at all of his finery and uh, kind of just uh, trying to trying to figure him out. And maybe I even say, so, um, I, nobility? I'm, I'm sorry, can I help you? Yeah, just, I don't know. Uh, it's uh, just uh, in town to meet people and uh, make some friends and uh, mm. enjoy a festival. and. Uh, just trying to figure out uh, who I just sat down next to. Is it, uh, is it uh, Prince? Is it Lord? Is it King? What is it? It's just uh, Magus is, is fine. Magus. Yeah. And you are? Uh, I'm Cereal. Oh. Now, where are you from, Cereal? <laughs> ah, that's a long story, and I'd rather not get into that right now. All that mm. matters is that I'm here for the festival. That's a funny way of making friends you have. Yeah, I got a funny way of making friends. <laughs> well, I'm, uh, it just so happens that I'm on my way. Uh, I'm on my way across the continent. I have uh, somewhere I need to be. And uh, I uh, my grandmother wanted me to uh, have uh, help. Uh, help like getting across the country. Yes. Oh, OK. Well, that seems very considerate of your grandmother and uh by the looks of you i'm guessing it uh there's no shortage of coin in the family so you've probably got access to the best don't you sprout yeah please don't call me sprout <laughs> <laughs> i uh you know what i i gesture with my glass of wine and i say i apologize tiger uh, sometimes, sometimes i forget myself <laughs> no no problem i kind of raise my coffee up and gesture to her and take a big sip uh magus sort of winces a bit because it's not prepared the way that he's used to oh uh, yeah this he... coffee is fucking bitter and burnt <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, magus is used to a little bit uh finer brew on high hogania mm. the altitude helps it a lot a lot for that cooking yeah <laughs> all right well uh we're gonna hop over hazir uh, you wake up at your little campsite that you've made for yourself about an hour from uh, from town. Uh, you have from uh, Brisket. You'd been performing in Hamhawk about a week ago, first at a public square, uh, then got hired from a for a private event. One of the elders was having their 300th birthday party, and they enjoyed what you were doing, so you got brought in for that. So you made a fair amount of coin from that job, enough for a nice couple bottles of Elv Alvin wine. And as you've been uh, traveling up to uh, Brisket, 
you've been drinking them over the last couple of nights, and I think last night you may have hit it a little bit too hard. You're starting to have, you wake up having a bit of a hangover. Uh, you know that you need to get into brisket today, though. Most festivals like to have their performers registered a few, uh, in a, f a few days in advance. So you're traveling up the road, uh, coming from the southwest. And as you're entering into brisket, uh, you pass the stables over to your right and uh, kicking up dust as, uh, as it drives away. Uh, you can see one of the independent carriage company carriages driving off and you think it would have been nice if, you'd, if they'd had an office over in Hamhock. It would have made your travel time you know, at least you know, cut into half. And maybe you'd still have some of your wine left. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the wine, though, you see the chopping block in in tavern across the street from the tab from the stables, and decide uh, maybe some hair of the dog will help with this hangover. Uh, ben, go ahead and introduce uh, introduce Hazir for the audience. Hazir is a half elf. Uh, I forget what we de what we decided the exact number was, but he's he's about the human equivalent of of twenty five, twenty six. Hmm. Um. Uh. Uh. Not not as angular a face as you might expect from someone with with uh, elven uh, roots, uh, but but just a very uh, you know ex an experienced face, a scar here or there, but but uh, otherwise a, a clean shaven. Uh, handsome-looking man, bronze. Uh, uh, get out of here, cat! <laughs> um, just trying to get under my desk. Um, yeah, just a uh, uh, darker skin uh, from from his his uh, desert roots. Uh, uh, jet black hair uh, and. Uh, Emerald green eyes uh, that he 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 knows are are very uh, enticing. He uses that to his advantage pretty constantly. <laughs> uh, eyes that know how to look at someone, basically. <laughs> These eyes are made for looking, <laughs> and that's just what they'll do. <laughs> um, uh, other than that, uh. uh a uh, pretty lean build, uh, athletic, and uh, not as tall as one might imagine for an elf. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say maybe five ten is what his ear uh, stands at. Uh, and the flashiest of clothes you can imagine, uh, befitting an entertainer. Uh, colorful, flamboyant. Something to attract attention. Wide, you know, wide collar, uh, 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 a belt with a couple nice jewels in it. Well, you definitely attract attention as you're uh, walking into the bar. Uh, like I said before, you see a mixture of different uh, patrons having their breakfast. Uh, the human barkeep, who's uh, you know wiping down some glasses right now, and and an older human woman. Uh, kind of, you can you can tell just from you know seeing people out and about in the world, kind of sizing up a uh, very tired and at this point possibly somewhat looking uh, uh, mistrustful looking uh, dwarf having a uh, conversation at the bar. 
I'm going to assume that she is a cougar and that this is her <laughs> soon to be conquest. No, uh, dude, dude that, that might happen. <laughs> We're gonna bang in this campaign. Oh, yeah. I am going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm gonna head up to the bar and, uh, fuck it. I'm gonna be completely straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so been, I, been, I, I see this right, obviously. Yeah, you guys uh, here, and you see this very flashy, flashy-looking uh, half-elf uh, coming into the bar and walking up. What a wonderful place this is! Ah, it's been a long, long eighteen hours. <laughs> I, I'm gonna slap my hand on the bar and say, uh, "You there, lad." How about a how about a little wine? Take a take a little bit of the uh take a little bit of the ache away. It's, oh, I uh, can get that for you, sir. It's a little early for wine, you you guys know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I am no longer even listening to you. My jaw has dropped and I am just staring. Oh young Master Dwarfin <laughs> didn't stop me four hours ago. It shouldn't stop me now. <laughs> uh, fair enough. And um, and uh, who might uh, who who might you be? <laughs> <laughs> well, I will tell you uh, who I am. <laughs> why? Why I am the regionally famous Hazir Mendra, conjurer of tricks and illusions and song. Uh, for. We see girls of all ages. I don't know how to end that. Codger <laughs> <laughs> uh, of of illusion and and spinner of tales and weaver of song. Uh surely you've heard of me, madam. Um, I my my jaw is just open, and I go, I never heard about anybody like you. <laughs> oh well, stick around for this. Uh, this festival I hear tell is going to take place. Uh, Barkeep, when does it start? Uh, well, it would be starting in three days, but as I've told your uh, two friends here, we've kind of run into a uh, hiccup. Seems some uh, manner of creatures have decided they wanted to steal the cooking pits. And uh, right now there is a, a 30 gold reward for anyone who can retrieve them. But, and, uh, We've had some some people from the town go in, some uh, recent guests uh, as recently as last night try and go in, but uh, we haven't heard back from any of them. 30 gold, you say? Yeah. And, uh, I like gold. And are there any suspects? Uh, from what I know right now, the uh, druid over at the stables has said uh, things about some sort of beasts that walk like men uh, coming in and taking them, but uh, well, That's I, curious. I, I've, I've only just arrived in this town today. <laughs> that is that is, a, that is very good humor, uh, Mr. Performer. Uh, but ah. his, his reports are mainly falling on uh, 
unbelieving ears as he tends to spend a little bit of time uh, herbally entertaining himself. Uh, <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> you know, I, uh, I'm sure there's lots of things to do in this town to occupy my time until the festival, but 30 gold sounds all right. They can, and if they can't have the festival without their cooking irons, well... Oh, yeah, that too. Should be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's pretty important to me that this festival goes down. I can't speak for you guys, but... Nah. I've, heard, I've heard such wonderful things about this new cooking technique. This... <laughs> This soft, moist preparation of pork for which there is no name yet. <laughs> Wait, is there a specific cooking technique that goes with this festival? So I've been told. Uh, this is what has attracted us here, is it not? Uh, yeah. The, the bartender turns to you like, uh, yes, they have a, a method of uh, cooking the meat. I'm not, they're very they're very jealously guarding how they do it. There's uh, two main uh, meatsmiths in town. Uh, <coughs> Micah of Micah's Meats and Sarek of Sarek's Smokehouse. Uh, they have they have very interesting ways that they do it, but those techniques are jealously guarded. <laughs> I see. <coughs> but, those but both of those techniques require the use of these, these cooking pits, yes? Uh, yes, they both have their own uh, style that they've requested that our blacksmith make. And our blacksmith, Dothel, he's trying very hard to try and replicate each uh, person's pit. But those pits took at least a week on their own to make. So it's very doubtful that he would be able to you know, fi fix up new ones in time. Mm. I want to... I want to... I want to ask this guy what he really knows about how they do it, how they make the meat. I'm I'm a little bit serious about it now. I want to like it. <laughs> I want to like. Uh, I don't want. I don't want to like try to intimidate or anything. I kind of want to try to charm him, like persuade him to tell me everything he knows about it. Oh, uh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead and give me a. Uh, go ahead and give me an insight check to see if you think he does know more than he's letting on about it first. Okay. That that's a that's a five. Woo! All right. From what you can tell, it doesn't seem like he really knows a whole lot more about the uh, cooking techniques. Right. Yeah, he just yeah. It seems it seems like he's being as uh, forthright with knowledge that he has, but he okay. just doesn't know a lot. Uh, he probably knows a bit more about you know, wines and stuff to pair with them once they've been cooked. But, you know, as far as the actual cooking methods themselves, he doesn't really know much more. All right. I just sit there stroking my chin and going, meat? Smoke? <laughs> uh, yeah, they... It's some sort of smoking, but also some sort of spit roasting technique i'm not entirely sure how they do it um but i know that the the meat is just juicy and succulent when it when it's finished 
It has this uh, crisp outer shell, not unlike a tree. <laughs> <laughs> like a bark, you say? How, how appetizing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... You guys needn't worry. Uh, Roland and Kathy, if they did truly set out to get them back, I'm sure they'll have them back to you soon. Um, I uh, turn to you and I say, Kathy isn't a real name. And then I turn away. I agree. <laughs> um, it's Well, obviously, we have to do something here, right? I mean... I'm, te- I'm telling you, my guards would have already taken care of it. If they heard about it when they came into town, there's a very good chance they'll have it back to you by the end of the daylight tonight. Where do you think they are right now? Out there looking for it? (laughs) Well, they've done what they've normally done. They probably got a good drunk on before they went out. Ah, okay. They should be waking up soon, I would think, and we'll probably find it by the end of the daylight. Um, out, Out of character, I forget. Did you already try to go in the room? I did, yeah. There's, there's uh, nothing there. That's right. No, okay. Nothing, nothing really. Uh, hmm. Ah, <sighs> uh, shoot. Okay. Also, still out of character. What, what do we want to do, guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, we have to find those pits. Uh, we, we're here for a festival, my fr- right. my 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 friends, whose names I do not even know. What, is, what are your names? <laughs> I. <laughs> I'm Sereal. Pleased to meet you. <laughs> no, 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 no. What is your real name? <laughs> no, I. That's, that's it. It's it's Sereal. Like Sereal. I, I see. <laughs> My name is Hazir, mm. and I I I I travel to entertain and to. Do other things. <laughs> <laughs> entertaining and doing other things. Too. Uh, yes. it's, it's hard to play a character with a silver tongue when I I'm fucking stumbling over my own. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 I uh, gesture over at uh, Magus and I say, uh, "This this, this little guy's Magus." Nice to meet you, Hazir. And you as well, my friend. Uh, it's it's uh it's it's heartening to see one so young embarking on travels of his own uh well i i guess i'm sort of not going by choice but it's it's all right it's fine do you travel alone uh no roland and kathy are probably out searching for those pits right now they're my uh they're my guards Perhaps well, we should join them. The celebration must commence. Oh, I'm sure they've celebrated enough for all of us. Roland and Kathew? Kathew. Which is not a real name. <laughs> I, I agree. Perhaps we should start by searching for them. They might. They may be further along the trail than we are. Uh, I'm sure I, they are. I think it's a good idea. Honestly, I don't have anything better to do. I just rolled into town. I just basically need to check my bags, and then I'm down to go earn 30 gold pieces. Uh, uh, I suppose I should go looking for them. Um, yeah, of course, come on, guys. Of course. Let us, let, let us go. Uh, uh, Barkeep, have you, have you seen these two gentlemen? Uh, uh, what were their names again? <laughs> uh, Roland and Kathew. 
he, he Roland did, which is not a real name. I know. <laughs> he he saw them there. You said uh, where did you say they had gone to? Uh, they went off to the woods. Uh, they said that there was said that the items were stolen and drugged to the woods by these whatever uh, manner of creature took them, and uh, so they went off. There is an entrance. Uh, to the trails in the woods nearby, if you, uh, in fact, have said slightly uh, out of town on the southwest road for maybe about five minutes, uh, there's an uh, there's a trail entrance that leads into the woods. Uh, there's also one up near the Tanner and the Butchers uh, places up near the, uh, a little further up on the hill by the guard tower. And there's another uh, trail entrance near the witch's uh, hut over by the Brisket Lake. And, mm. <laughs> brisket Lake, holy shit. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and my good man, how, how big are these cooking pits? Uh, they are rather sizable. It is, uh, I know that at one point, um, Sarek at the smokehouse was able to cook a... Uh, full cattle rib on them. If they were drug into the woods, they must have left a noticeable trail on the ground. We should look for that. That is a really good idea. Um, why, why, thank you, my lady. If, uh, if you two don't mind, I have to, uh, I have to go grab my, my axe. Is that okay? Yes, oh, I, my bow means. and your axe. Let's do this. <laughs> Uh, Magus is gonna begrudgingly make his way up to his room. He sort of uh, like uh, wipes his mouth, uh, folds his napkin neatly on the plate, and then pushes it towards the barkeep. Uh, he tosses two gold pieces to the uh, to the uh, front of the bar as a tip. Is the barkeeper looking? Uh, the barkeeper is looking, and his eyes go wide because <laughs> uh, up on the uh, chalkboard uh, behind it. You know, it says breakfast, uh, one silver. <laughs> as years eyes go wide as well. <laughs> yeah, that's like uh, 200, 2,000 breakfasts, what is it? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what I'm could a single wants... banana cost, Michael? $10? <laughs> Something like that. Uh, Magus uh, goes upstairs and he sort of changes out of his fine clothes and he... Uh, goes into his trunk and he pulls out uh, something that's a little bit more kind of rugged. It's sort of a traveler's cloak, but it's still nicer looking than any traveler's cloak has uh, any right being. Um, he puts on his belt uh, and he uh, tosses his great axe uh, over his shoulder. Um, he also has a, a small javelin. He straps that to uh, his left side and cool, uh, cool. wraps his cloak around it. And cool, he makes cool. his way back downstairs. Hmm. Awesome. Uh, anything interesting that you guys want to do while Magus is running upstairs to change real quick or anything, Hazir and Sarael? Yeah, actually, I kind of want to look around and see if there's a uh, sort of like a uh, like a mission board or anything like up any uh, contracts or other work while we're sitting here. Uh, right now, the only things that are up there are like different like. We need volunteers for this aspect of the festival, either to like run, uh, you know, carnival games for younger people, or you know, to 
be be a be a judge for the cook-off or um, you know, assist with uh, lifeguarding at the lake. Okay. Or perhaps an illusionist. <laughs> uh, is, is there anyone else uh, that, uh, I mean, like, I don't know. I guess we already, you already kind of described the room. There was no one that really stood out the first time, so probably won't this time. We got to get this festival kicked off, yo. That's mm-hmm. right. The right. Uh, first ever brisket fest. Yes. <laughs> this entirely new method of cooking meat. It's it's like a rib burn off, but in a fantasy world. It's, it's like like Todd Rundgren is playing. <laughs> anyway. Hey y'all, I'm Lord Malcolm Reed. <laughs> Let's get to brisket. Somehow there's a John Cougar Mellencamp in this universe, but he's also a tabaxi. <laughs> <laughs> John literal cougar Mellencamp. <laughs> just, a, just a cougar on his hind legs. Uh, <laughs> He's tabaxi. <laughs> that's funny. Um, okay. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I think this serves us well to uh, make sure that this festival goes down as, uh, as it seems important to at least two of us. Maybe all it of is us? What we, it is what we came for. Yeah. So I am uh, I'm happy to start off and uh, see what we can find out as much as you are. Uh, Magus has uh, made his way back down at this point, and he's looking. Uh, now that he's got the cloak off, you, you can kind of see a little bit more of the the, the muscular build that he's got. Mm. Um, and he's looking a little bit more normal now, but still pretty damn good. Yeah, you have <laughs> uh, you have a little bit of egg in your beard, and I flick it out. <laughs> Uh, I don't have a beard. I have whiskers. <laughs> this oh, is like you're... barely, it's barely a beard. <laughs> okay. Well, I just like haphazardly wave my fingers all over your lips, getting egg out of your whiskers. <laughs> oh, uh, thank you. Uh, no problem. Sun, lad. You came prepared, didn't you? Oh, this, this is, uh, I, I usually have this on me. Very it's well. A, it's oh. a very, it's a regular great axe, but it's this big ornate golden kind of gigantic uh painful looking thing <laughs> does it do is it is it there for show or does it do damage lad oh it definitely does damage you ever uh you ever chuck that thing at someone um not with the intent to kill that's a great qualifier <laughs> <laughs> Um, is there I know a... how to use it if that's what you mean. Yeah, I guess that's what I mean. I mean, we <laughs> yeah. don't know what we're walking into out here. Don't worry, I, I can use it. All right. Hey, everybody. This is just your dungeon master, Cliff B, checking in on you during this mid roll, seeing how you're doing, how you're holding up, and hoping that you enjoy the show. Uh, we put a lot of work into this, and uh, we really hope you enjoy it. So, still no ads per se, but I just want to talk to you about one of Project Derailed's uh, podcasts, uh, Tales of the Voidfair. It's a Spelljammer-inspired 5th edition real-play podcast, uh, kind of a 
almost cousin podcast to ours, considering that they're in space and we're down on the ground. Uh, but it has the dungeon mastering talents of one Nick Yurisiva. Uh, he's a great dungeon master. He's put together a wonderful world along with their producer, Tom. And you have the lovely cast of Fiona L.F. Kelly playing Ravnus, the Git Yankee fighter. Uh, you've got uh, Tanner playing the wonderfully smart and clever uh, Marco Astorio, the human wizard. And you have Saker. He plays Luckbeak Humboldt, the Doar uh, rogue slash fighter. And it's such a wonderful cast. It's a great uh, podcast in of itself. Uh, they recently had the band Highland Rose out of Youngstown, Ohio provide a kick-ass rock theme for them. And honestly, I just want to go and listen to that rock theme repeatedly. It's really fucking cool. But I'm just going to play a trailer of Voidfarer for you today. Uh, no other ads, nothing else like that. Uh, but after that, I hope you stick around and listen to the rest of the episode. We're really glad that you stopped by, and we hope that you stick around. Uh, thanks, y'all. Have a great one. Introducing Tales of the Voidfarer. Join the spacefaring adventures of a group of misfits in this D&D 5th edition podcast inspired by the 2nd edition setting, Spelljammer. My name's Marco Astorio. My character is a Gith Yankee. My character is a Doar. Adorable little penguin people. You're ravenous, right? Yes, I, 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 and you are. I, it's a pleasure to meet you. My name's Luckby Cumble. My name is Captain Valeria Rain, and welcome aboard the Voidfarer. Luckbeak, Ravnus, come on! There's so much to see over here! Catch new episodes of Tales of the Voidfarer every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcast fix. <laughs> that's funny. Wait, did you just hmm? say that's funny and not laugh, Ravnus? We really have to work on your social skills. <laughs> well, uh, you do know right now that uh, the, uh, the person across the street at the stables has seen things, seen something... Uh, whether it's trustworthy info or not, uh, you've been told it's kind of dubious whether it might be. Uh, do you want to go try and talk to anybody in the town before you go, or are you looking to just head off into the woods? Like, we should talk to that stable man, yes? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. And I also kind of want to, like, while we're there, investigate the ground, you know, for any kind of markings that might suggest, like, a, a trail. A capital idea. Capital. Capital. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk to, talk the, to the, uh, the burnout groundskeeper. <laughs> talk to stable master Cheech here. <laughs> well, you're not far off in his name. Uh, you go over uh, across the street to the stables, and you see a. Uh, Really thin dwarf, thin not dwarf, a thin elf. Uh, he is like even for an elf, he's kind of you know just like a little bit thin, not like emaciated or anything like that. Just on the uh, smaller build, uh, you see he has on effectively like cotton shorts on as he's uh, going over and he's petting um, petting some of the horses, brushing them, and you see his golden blonde hair is kind of like clumped together and from uh, lack of really washing it. And it's not like, it's just like 
really uh, kind of oily, almost like stringy and gross. Uh, like just uh. knot knots in his hair just from not taking care of it. Uh, he turns around. He's like, oh, hello, friends. Oh, how may I help you? <laughs> hey, well, friend, we, we, we understand you've you've. Uh... You may have some knowledge of who has taken the the cooking pits for the brisket festival. Oh yeah, so I stay at a little uh little druid circle that I made out in the woods, and one night I was heading back over, and I swear it was the weirdest thing. I saw it looked like a cow. But it was walking like like a like a dude. It was. <laughs> it had these like dude arms and dude legs, but like the body was a cow. The other was just like flopping around, and it was just like dragging the pits from over by the uh, over by the different meatsmith guys' houses. I, I don't really eat too much meat. I, I love animals, man. But I saw. I saw. I saw all the, uh, I saw this cow, like, dragging it, and I'm like, whoa, what are you doing, cow? And <laughs> it was really far, so it didn't hear me, but it just drug the pit off into the woods, and I followed it a little bit, but then I got tired, so I went to my druid circle. <laughs> okay, so, to be clear, you saw a cow with human arms and legs dragging this thing off into the woods. Is that oh, what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, it just was like, it was like dragging this thing. And, yeah, it was, and, and, and like, it, it was so weird. I, Like I said, I went in and I was like, whoa, what are you doing, buddy? And it, but it, it didn't hear me. I don't know if it knows common or not, but. Uh, can I? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to uh, lean into his ear and just kind of whisper, like, I don't think we're going to get anywhere here. <laughs> okay, uh, who's here? As as uh, uh oh no, as <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say you don't whisper into the guy. <laughs> you don't whisper that to him. <laughs> no, I, I'm whispering it to uh to Ven's character. To okay, sorry, I gotta get used to your names. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Um, I, I'm going to uh, uh, I'm going to ask the, the guy. You wouldn't happen to have seen uh. Uh, a half orc and uh, uh, a tabaxi uh, come through here earlier, did you? Um, I was trying to trance last night, and I heard some some loud dudes, and like one of them kind of had like a tabaxi purr to its voice. But they were they sound- drunk? Did they, they sound drunk? Uh, I don't know if they were drunk, but they were loud. Yeah, that sounds like them. You happen to know what uh, direction that noise went off into? Um. Well, like I kind of like. It was it was definitely a little bit north of my druid camp. I kind of like fly over. If you just like, like I I, I wild shape and I fly and I turn into like a little crow. Okay. <laughs> and like my druid circle. Like if you look right across the road from the corner of the stables here, that's the entrance to uh, to the woods there. Okay. And but if you if you just keep going, 
like if you fly over all the trees and stuff my my <laughs> circle is like just right west of here man so i just fly over <laughs> i heard him a little north and uh when 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 i heard him they were yelling okay but they were yelling something weird, but I, then they then they stopped. I figured if they were drunk, they might have passed out, but I don't know. Okay. Well, uh, thank you. Magus looks somewhere between like uh, confused, <laughs> uh, scared, and uh, grossed out. Um, but he kind of uh, like. Can I ask him for a little weed? <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna ask yeah. him if he has any uh, if he has any uh, pipe weed <laughs> that he's be willing to share. Uh, yeah, I've got some, uh, Druid Focus. Uh, how much you looking for? Uh, just, uh, just a pinch. Seems like it's, uh, treating you okay. Uh, yeah, man. Just, uh, let me, it'll be like a silver. Done. <laughs> uh, uh, Magus kind of leans forward a little bit, and he's like, um, actually, uh, Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe make that, uh, however much you can give me for a gold. And he holds out a gold coin. Ooh. All right. Uh, uh yeah. Uh, let me, let me go, let me go bag that up for you, bud. <laughs> Guess it doesn't Thanks. matter if this festival happens or if we're even here for it. <laughs> I got five on it. <laughs> we just, our first action as a party is a fucking drug deal. <laughs> what do you mean? As part? I'm not buying any fucking weed, man. Oh, I, you're you're standing there. I'm 15, so <laughs> you're, right. I'm watching a minor buy drugs. Awesome. <laughs> he comes back and he's like... got like, like for the for for your cereal, it's just like a uh, just like a really small little bag, just enough for maybe like. Uh, one or two little uh, smoke sashes. Uh, okay. This is like, this is like a bag that somebody would use to like carry like a hefty amount of gold in. Okay. And it's and it's pretty pretty well full to the top. Okay. Thank uh, you. And I go ping, and I give him a silver. <laughs> oh, wonderful, cool guys. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> Mag gonna kind of tuck that in his cloak. Yeah, thanks yeah. for the drugs. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if, if you guys ever, uh, if you guys ever need anything, just you know, let me know. Well, Thank I should have, I should have asked you uh, how much uh, money or gold we're actually starting with. I don't know the answer to that. I think it's usually tied around your backgrounds. Um, I think I chose a comfortable lifestyle, which would be two gold. I think. Yeah, and I mean it's it's not like you know everything is going to be like super expensive to buy for the most part. Like, I mean, like for most like uh, in stays and everything, it's anywhere between like two and four silver to just like get a regular room. Um, right. Uh, Magus, Magus, you know uh, that you know they've got your. Uh, your cart stored here as well. So uh, yeah. should anything happen, you know, you guys will have like access to, well, maggots will have a little access to a little more gold, but oh yeah, um, he, he's already carrying a pretty serious, a pretty serious 
I'm out of money on him. Just, <laughs> just throwing that out there. <laughs> He's packing for a for a little kid. <laughs> Financially speaking, of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> why, would we, why would we even have to specify? <laughs> yeah, th things that didn't come out the way I wanted them to. <laughs> So you've gone and talked. You didn't even ask your uh, new dealer his name. No, we didn't. No, we did not. I guess we didn't care about him as a person. <laughs> oh, my God. That feels bad. Probably not too late. Yeah. Hey, 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 buddy. What's your name anyway? Oh, oh, yeah. My, my name's Ganjan Herbalar. <laughs> what are y'all's uh, yeah. names? Of the of the doobie doobie hills. Now we now we know who to blame for everything that's gonna happen later. <laughs> that's true. Alright. Well, if uh Roland and Kathy went out that way, I'd say it's probably a good bet that that's what they were looking for and we should probably start there. Yeah. Let's probably. do it. Alright, so heading over to the woods now. Um uh, following the path that uh, Ganjin pointed out to you. Uh, you're walking around along probably about uh, 10 or 15 minutes along uh, this path. It's just one long one. Uh, it seems like it's you know a normal hiking trail through the woods. And eventually you come to a uh, intersection in that trail that is able to go uh, left or right. Uh, left head, would head you uh, south kind of in the direction of where uh, Ganjin said his druid circle was at. Um, right hedge takes you uh, further up north. Hmm. Um, I'm going to look on the ground and see if there's any trace of the uh, uh, cooking pits yeah. to be found. Any drag marks or something like that. Yeah, definitely. Go ahead and give me a... Uh, survival check uh, for tracking stuff. Um, okay. Do it. Oh, that is a nine. Whoops. Right. Uh, <laughs> you don't find any drag marks, but what you do find are uh, rather large boot prints that are walking alongside uh, what look like a uh, padded print, like a uh, more almost like a uh, almost like a cat paw and you see that those actually go off to uh, the left you guys think John Cougar Mellencamp was here <laughs> uh, well that, Magus, cer that certainly looks like Kathy yeah I was, I was gonna say Magus you uh, one of your companions was a tabaxi was he not he was oh Kathy <laughs> 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 it is a real name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Serial, you uh, you okay there? Yeah. No, I just I just figured something out. I'm fine. Uh, okay. I uh, doesn't want to admit how uh, stupid that she feels, so she just keeps it to herself. <laughs> well, we should go looking for them. Like I said, I'm sure if. Uh... If there's something to be done for some coin, they've probably already handled it, but 
It's worth yeah. tracking them down anyway. Oh, well, we must. They're your companions. Yeah. Yeah, they are. <laughs> you don't seem to like these guys. No, they're fine. It's, uh... They're fine. <laughs> yeah, that's a really telling they're fine. No, they're 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 nice they're nice guys. They're just uh just, just really... let's just go find them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright, so you're uh going along the path heading south. Uh, and then it comes there's a uh, little branch that goes off to the west. Uh, there's a path that continues going south, but what you can see from there is it looks like um, the tracks space out a little bit more as if they had started running uh, in the going west. Huh. This doesn't look good. Uh, yeah, I mean, wait, so do we all see this? I mean, we all, I guess we're all tracking it, right? Yeah. So... Uh, whatever happened here was not good, and I have a feeling that they they fled off this way, which probably means that's the right way to go. Can I uh, roll an investigation check to see if there's any other kind of tracks around besides just the their their prints? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah that's man. an eight. Uh, you do not see any other tracks around here now. Okay. It's weird. I don't. Uh, I don't see anything else here. It looks like they just took off at a dead sprint. Huh. Well, and roll with me here. If there was a human-armed, human-legged cow person, I would probably book away from it too. Yeah, but wouldn't a human-armed, human-legged cow person also leave human-legged leg tracks? Well, there would be handprints and footprints that would be left behind by the human-legged, human-armored cowed person. But I don't see them, do you? I, I don't know. I mean, we saw footprints. I don't know if I see handprints. Do I see handprints? Can I investigate? <laughs> uh, yeah, you can investigate. Okay. Um, I, uh, oh, damn. That's a six. What's with all these rolls, man? Off to a great start. I know. It like it like rolled from eighteen over to five. I'm using a digital <laughs> dice roller here. Uh, no, you don't see any handprints on the ground either. <sighs> well, I don't see any handprints on the ground here. I guess we're gonna have to keep going. It seems to me like maybe the human armed human human legged cow person hypothesis is uh is dead in the water. Yeah, they probably just got drunk and felt like running through the woods. It's it's fine. I've seen this before. Is that just kind of what they do? You want to yeah. talk about it, sport? <laughs> Please don't call me sport. Okay, I'm sorry. Sometimes I forget myself. That's okay. Somehow a cup, <laughs> glass of wine is in your hand. <laughs> yeah, right. Just swirling it around, S going, mm. still holding it <laughs> from this morning. <laughs> Never not holding wine. Uh, does uh, does Ariel have uh, any weapon on her, like strapped to her back, or like a scabbard? Uh, Ariel is loaded up, dude. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what is she? What is she carrying? <laughs> Can I tell? Well, why don't you ask? What? Uh, 
Uh, Serial, what do you uh, what are you armed with there? Uh, not too much, just uh, you know, like a bow and some arrows and a uh, a couple of daggers and uh, and uh, 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 a rapier and um, oh, and my little poison. I got my little poison. Oh, that should be fine. Yeah, I don't know why I'm telling you this. This is definitely <laughs> something I would keep secret. <laughs> Um, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> I suppose uh, I suppose you know how to use all those yourself. Oh yeah, I got a crowbar too. You want to see it? And I reveal the crowbar. <laughs> Lovely. Um, I put it away. Just so you know how to use them. I, I don't think anything's too rough out here, but let, we should be safe. How about you, Hazir? You know what you're doing out here? Oh, of course. Of course. This is hardly the this is hardly the most hostile environment I've been in. Hold on a minute. You wouldn't happen to think there's some really dangerous thing out here that you're not telling us about, would you? No, would... I I don't think so. I just prefer to be safe and I also happen to know that my guards tend to chase after dangerous things. Mm, that checks out. Okay. <laughs> Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we best keep our uh, our wits about us out here and uh, keep an eye out for anything dangerous. Yes, so best save that grass till later, eh? <laughs> Please it. Anyway. So, uh, just so that I know, uh, what are y'all's uh, pa- passive perceptions? Mm-hmm. Uh, 11. Perception? Mine is 12. Uh, ten. You guys are such a perceptive bunch. <laughs> Aw. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we're all right. Just a ragtag bunch, <laughs> yeah. ragtag bunch of heroes that don't really know or maybe even like each other yet. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. So, are you going to follow the uh, sprint trail, or are you going to keep going south? Uh, I think what do you we think, should. Gang? Look, I, I don't know what you two are, are going to do, but uh, I really have to find my guards so we can... I think that's probably the best course of action. Yeah. I, I mean, I can tell you if you want that, that coin, they were probably out after that mission and it's probably worth, a, worth the uh, effort to go search for them. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's true. These guys better not uh, jack all the gold that I'm out here for. That's all I'm saying. The 30 gold yeah all that sweet sweet gold yeah i uh i Men would work. Be in danger cereal uh it's say real please yeah that's what it said <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you really could, this, they could, they, you really just excited for 30 gold uh 30 gold is uh not nothing well, okay I'm guessing to you, 30 gold is nothing. Um, it's not a lot. We should keep going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's follow the trail off to follow the, 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 the where they ran away. So, yes. the, the trail uh, curves a little uh, northwest as you're walking along it, and you get to another intersection with a, uh, part that goes north and uh, on the ground you see a uh, a large half orc 
laying on top of a tabaxi. Um, Mag, you instantly recognize. Oh boy, Kathew and Roland. Uh, 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 Mag kind of uh, scatters down by the bodies and tries to shake them. Can I wake them up? They are cold. Oh boy. Uh, Mag stands up and puts his hands over his head uh, and just sort of like pants heavily. They're dead. They're both dead. Are you certain? I'm pretty certain. I go and lift an arm and then drop it. Uh, yep, I think they're uh, dead. Uh, Mag draws his great axe. Oh yeah, I feel like. All I right, now. Now is not the time to panic. Uh, no, you don't understand. These these two are supposed to take me across the continent. I'm going to. Uh, can I? Can I uh, have a look over their bodies to see if I can determine what killed them? Uh, yeah, go ahead and give me an investigate check. Or at least cause of death. Uh, investigate. Investigation. <laughs> That's a four? What? <laughs> uh, I mean, you, you turn them over and check them out, and you can see that, like... There's, like, definitely, like, big wounds in them. Like, something got in them. You can't... But I... You can't yeah, really tell, I, like, whether it was, like... Whether it was, like, a sword or, like... Right. Not a dagger or anything like that. But you can definitely see, like... Clearly it was loss of blood that uh, was the ultimate cause of death. Just a whole lot of blood. <sighs> I knew this was a bad idea. I knew we shouldn't have gone. Mm, I don't know. I mean, you, you got us, right? You're not all by yourself. I wouldn't worry too much about it yet. I barely know you. Yeah, we're going to be friendly, though. I got a feeling about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost we're as only... if we're, <laughs> we're already bound to each other somehow. <laughs> I only made it a few days out of high Oh. I don't know. We're going I don't, to, I don't know. I'm going to get back to my grandma. We're going to figure this out, lad. Don't you worry. Uh, uh, okay, so. Um, we need to be finding those pits. Right. I, uh, from where we are, can we see it? How far down each path can we see? Like, uh, like, do we have an indicator uh, of what's either way? Continuing on the path you were on, you do see uh, probably about um, a couple hundred yards away. It does turn and uh, head north. Uh, this intersection you're at right now, uh, it also uh, leads north, and it goes for a while. Like You can see it kind of like crest up a hill and then... Um, you know, the rolling hill just kind of like blocks out the rest of the distance of it. But you can see, you know, it looks like it goes on for a little while. Uh, Is there any trace of the uh, cooking pits? Uh, go ahead and give me uh, perception checks on that. Perception. All of us? Yeah. All right. That's an eight for me. 
That's a five. That is an unnatural 20. Oh, my God. At least one of us. Jesus. <laughs> uh, you don't see any uh, drag marks from the pits, but as you're starting to, like, calm down, you do notice that, like, you, you knew that Kathy, he really mainly just used, like, claws whenever it was, like, any kind of, like, fighting that went on. But mm. uh, you know that um, Roland, he usually used a, a big club and it's gone. And you actually do, uh, off in the grass, uh, notice heading north some uh, bloody footprints. They, they wear away after a little while, but you can see them heading north. On guys, the uh, oh, intersection path. Guys, over here, do you see this? I, I, I do now. Yeah, point over towards the bloody footprints. They, they're on. Roland doesn't have his club, which means something took it. Oh, man, good eye, lad. This is uh, this is really concerning because if there is out there somewhere a cow with human legs and human arms, one of those arms is holding a big club. <laughs> and I don't like that one bit. <laughs> well, I don't know if we should keep going. Listen, okay, hold on. I I kneel down, I kneel down, and uh, I put 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 a hand on his shoulder and I say, "Listen, I'm sure that they were an incredible person and cat, and I think we owe it to them to to figure out what happened and and make it up and avenge them. I think it's what we have to do. Okay, so you got to be you got to be brave. Okay, okay, uh, okay. Don't cry about it." I can I'm tell you. Gonna, want, I'm you, not gonna cry about it. I know. I can tell you. Look like you were gonna cry a little bit, but now it's not the time. I kind of like brush brush Serial's hand off of my shoulder. <laughs> I swirl gonna... my wine. I then apologize. <laughs> I'm not gonna cry about it. God, I, I, I that came out wrong. I'm just saying. You know, you gotta be tough, little guy. Let's just keep going. Lad, okay. think of the think of the women and riches you'll get if you solve this mystery. Yeah, that. I have no shortage of riches. Have you shortage of women? <laughs> I understand. I understand. We'll we'll keep going and and hope for the women later. <laughs> let's, just, let's just keep going. Okay. Kind of like shrugs, haunches his uh, his cowl his traveler's cloak over his shoulders and presses on, but he's, he's got his great axe ready. Okay. All right. So uh, as you're traveling, uh, following the bloody footprints, uh, you do see that there's another intersection, uh, but the bloody footprints keep going North. Uh, you could, uh, there, there are options for West, East and continue North or go back South. So, hmm. um, should continue onwards. I think we yeah. should keep going. Yes, we're in agreement. For for what's his name and what's his face? Yeah. Roland and Kathy. Which yes, I them. now know is a name. And also <laughs> for the women in glory. <laughs> and money. And money. And possibly money, but also <laughs> women. <laughs> All right. Well, Forward! North, uh, you see that the footprints are starting to dry off as you... Uh, Re wear, wear down as you reach a uh, another intersection that leads off to the west, but they there's a little bit of trail left uh, heading north. 
Are there any other indications, any other signs where they might have gone? Not really, just the, the the footprints leading in. These are not like boot prints, but actual like bare feet. Oh no. The cow feet. Are, the, the, the man cow. The man-legged, man-armed cow people. <laughs> are also bears. <laughs> We're also bears. <laughs> bears as liberals. <laughs> it continues north. Uh, starts curving to the east, and as you're coming up on another uh, intersection with a trail heading north, uh, you all start to hear uh, rustling in the uh, in Jimmy's. the uh, like in the woods and the overgrowth nearby, um, and I. Took your passives. I uh, rolled on this, and you see, you all, you all see. You don't miss it. Um, two creatures. <clears throat> they are standing upright. They have the head and bodies of cows. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the stoner was right. Legs like humans, arms like humans, and in one hand, they carry long blades with serration, and in their other hand, they carry what looks like a javelin, but at the end of it, instead of just one point, there are two longer metal points on it. Wait a minute. Hold on. So the cows... On people legs are on their hind legs, standing like people, mm -hmm. and they're holding weapons in their hands. Yeah, uh, have uh, have you seen Kung Pao? Uh, <laughs> yeah, really long time ago, but yep. The uh, basically, it's uh, <laughs> like it's like in in Kung Pao where the uh, the cows are stand the cows standing up and doing martial arts moves. These are oh, no. cows that stand upright. Uh, <laughs> With humanoid arms and legs, and oh they are—they are carrying weapons. They—they are not wearing any kind of armor that you're able to see on them, but they uh, are—they are, they are uh, armed in their arms. <laughs> um, I uh, look at the rest of the party and I say, "Guys, I whisper, whatever you do, don't say anything about smoked meat." <laughs> I, I kind of just uh, shoot cereal uh, sideways like are you serious glance and uh i uh i i rise up to uh to meet these cattle so you're just running up to them or are you like i'm just rising i want them to know that i'm here i'm inching into the woods where they might not see me <laughs> <laughs> all right uh Hajir, what are you doing uh I, I guess I'm looking with the same awe. I've never seen a, a creatures like this before. Uh, are uh, you, like, trying to stealth along with Sariel, or are you... Uh... Oh, yeah, I'm stealthing. All right. Um, I am not. Magus is not happy. Uh, Sariel and uh, Hajir, go ahead and give me stealth checks. Uh, with yeah, okay. With advantage, because uh, you do have your uh, young dwarven friend 
making sure that they are drawing the attention of these Bovatars. That is a 21. Ooh. Uh, I got a 22. Let me roll again. No, I'm not going to beat that. 22. Uh, yeah, from what you guys can tell, uh, they definitely look over and you see uh, they they see Magus standing there and you see them ready their weapons and go I didn't Ma- think we'd be battling cows. I really uh, didn't. Magus uh, kind of uh, brandishes his axe up and uh, walks, starts walking slowly over towards the cattle. Everybody, go ahead and give me some initiative rolls. Oh, yeah. boy. Here we go. That's an 11 uh, for me. That is a 15 for me. And for me, it is... Uh... A ten. Yeah, right. We're going to battle cows. I can't believe it. <laughs> but not really cows. Human-armed, human-legged, human-legged cow people. With bare feet. With bare feet. <laughs> you say they're cows and bears? Wow. <laughs> wow, I am high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm pretty sure I'm remembering it right. <laughs> I liked him. I liked uh, <laughs> watching him uh, sell a child a bag of drugs. You guys never listen to a lot of fish? <laughs> it's, it's like I didn't used to get into it, but now I totally do. So oh boy. Uh, the the first cow, uh, he starts uh, charging towards you, and he's going to try and uh, ram into you, Chris. Okay. okay. Does an 11 hit you? It does not. Uh, you see, he's he runs at you, tries to you know ram you over. You step out of the way to avoid his uh, charge, and you know he kind of like does one of those little like turns, and he like snorts through his uh, cow nose at you, and it is your turn. Uh, so uh, how far away is the the other cow? There's a cow that just charged and missed me. And then there's a cow that's still presumably in the direction I was walking. How how distant? How far spaced apart are they from where I am? Uh, the one that just charged you is like within five feet of you. Uh, gotcha. The other the other one is about uh, twenty feet away at this point. So I'm gonna turn and make a huge swing with my great axe right for the one that just charged at me's head. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just kind of like do a turn and swing, and that is a woo. That is a twenty-one to hit. Um, cleave that beef dude and that is a 12 damage Ooh, he did not like that you sink right (laughs) into that into that thick meaty boy (laughs) (laughs) and uh, he is you can see like you basically you basically lop off the uh, arm that was holding the uh, double pointed javelin that you see Ooh. now looks very much like a uh, cooking fork. <laughs> <laughs> but he, do, he does still brandish the uh, serrated uh, uh, blade. Okay. What, kind of, what kind of barbecue nightmare is this? <laughs> <laughs> Guy Fieri's fever dream. <laughs> Seriously, this seems like something you would like have a nightmare about after like a really big 4th of July party. <laughs> 
Uh, he is, yeah, he is uh, knocking at the door of the slaughterhouse. He's just waiting to be let in. Uh, awesome. And Dave, uh, you are up now. Okay. Um, I wanted to sort of remain hidden because I wanted a surprise strike on. Um... Yeah, you, you're you're still hidden. They have no idea you're there. From what you can tell, they are definitely focused on little mag. Okay. So I think if I hit, I get an extra D6, right? Yeah, for sneak attack. Okay, so let me see if I can roll it. I want to shoot for the other one, the one that hasn't been wounded yet. Yeah, just go ahead and uh, give me another uh, uh, stealth check just to move over in that direction, get over there and in position. Sure. Uh, that's a 17. And he got a 7. All right. <laughs> Stupid cow. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to roll to, uh, hit it with a short bow. All right, cool. Go ahead and roll that attack. Come on, buddy. That's a 15. Uh, that hits. Yes. Okay. So one D six piercing damage is three. And then I guess the other D six for the extra damage, right? Yep. Which would be an additional five. All right. So eight altogether. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, uh, take that. You can see that goes into the udder uh, through one of the nipples. Oh, and, my God. And <laughs> right just, the nipple, huh? It yelps and just, like, rears back, which is strange because he's already on his hind legs. And <laughs> Just uh, right in the nipple. I feel bad now. And he did, he did not like that. He lets out those... <laughs> Wait a minute. These are cows, but they're also boys? <laughs> and bears? And part person? Oh, my. <laughs> this is curiouser and curiouser. And when I say, when I say, when I say boys, it's B-O-I-S. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Meaty boys. Right. Gender neutral boy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. My mistake. All right. Uh, anything else you're looking to do on that one, Dave? Uh, I don't think so. I think I basically spends my turn right i mean i i don't want to i don't want to move at all so i'm good all right uh hajir uh you are up now all right uh which one looks the rougher uh definitely the one that uh, magus lopped an arm off of he is <laughs> neither are looking great but he is definitely the that that cow person is definitely the worst <laughs> <laughs> he he totally is the worst. I'm gonna <laughs> uh, he just Amy. <laughs> just Amy. Um, just Amy though. Well, uh fuck it. Let's fire a motherfucking magic missile at him. Yeah. Actually, actually let's do uh because I get three of those, right? Hold on. Do you got fire? You should you should barbecue him, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, each dart hits a creature of your choice that you can see within range. Three darts. Uh, so I will I will fire two at the one without an arm and one at the other one. Uh, Damn. go 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 ahead and roll your damage one at a time because there is a very good chance that one of them could kill it outright. Okay. <laughs> so that may end up changing your uh, targeting. One d four plus one uh, results in a five, a four, and a four. All right, that first one shoots over, and it goes 
right through the head of that first one. Ooh. And then... Uh, through, you say. Through. <laughs> and then uh, the other two that you fire off both go for the uh, other one that had not had a turn to act yet. And uh, you now have lying on the forest floor ground beef. Yay! Yay! Ground beef. Stupid cows. Fuck you. Oh, thanks, magic missile. (laughs) You know, I'm going to need a drawing of these cow creatures, Ben. I will pay you whatever you want. (laughs) Shit, I'll fucking try, dude. (laughs) I want to... I picture him with like googly eyes looking in different directions with just like giant wielded like knife and fork. <laughs> I turn to uh Hajir and I, I say I, I try like to do a little quip. I'm like, hey, better take these guys off the grill because I think they're you know ready to ready to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I, 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 I on the shoulder and I say, Yes, they sure are, bud. <laughs> Magus doesn't know how to quip. That's <laughs> 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 so good. <laughs> well, uh, well, that takes care of that. Yeah, I, uh, God, I, <laughs> I am just looking them over and, uh, looking to see if they maybe, uh, or had anything else with them or carrying anything else with them. Can I just, like, basically investigate the bodies? All right, and we will take care of that investigation next time. Ah, (laughs) next time. That wraps up this episode of Taverns, Travel, and Tests. Be sure to join us next time when we continue searching for the metal meat pits and figure out what is going on with these cow people. You can check out the boys on the Three Dudes cast, and you can reach out to us about the show on Twitter at Triple T D&D. If you want to help support the show, tell your friends. Consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash thecomicsads. Leave us a five-star review on your podcatcher of choice and tweet about the show using hashtag triple T D&D. Also, check out all the other great podcasts on the Project Derailed podcast network. Visit projectderailed.com for more information and links to all of those awesome podcasts. We'll see you next time on Triple T. projectderailed.com